Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life podcast and this is episode three of my 20 lessons series where I reflect on some of the key lessons I've learned since I started the show in October 2020 and today we're talking about education and how we learn so I think COVID provoked many of us to rethink our own learning experience but particularly those of our kids so I've got a couple of perspectives today from some of my early guests on how that relates to work and the future of work. So the first guest is Alison Bourne Gates. She's general partner at Semper Virens, a venture capital firm, and she introduced me to the idea of the flipped workplace, which is based on the model of flipped education, which she explained briefly in the following clip. The clip after that comes from Kath Bishop. She is an Olympic silver medalist, world champion rower, and she is now an author and leadership expert. Kath explained how we need to rethink education from school level upwards. So let's jump straight into it. Here's Alison Bourne Gates. The future of work and the future of education are inextricably linked. And in some cases, the workplace is leading, and in other places, education is actually leading. So I think, you know, when it comes to thinking about how the workplace is changing, the that classroom was originally developed to mimic what the, the workplace looked like. And you had this factory-driven, manufacturing-driven industrial economy where people were going to work in factories for a specific amount of time and, you know, clock in, clock out. There was a bell kind of signaling when you had a lunch break, et cetera. And so the education system really reflected that reality. And that's why you go to a classroom and you sit there in a desk and you learn with all these people and it's supposed to be exactly the same. But what technology has enabled in both cases is a certain level of personalization to how you learn, where you learn, and then similarly, how you work, where you work, et cetera. And so this kind of redistribution of content network and kind of unbundling of both education and a career is something that I've been watching really closely. When video and the internet started making educational content ubiquitous, you know, accessible, there were a lot of, there was a group of teachers that said, hey, this doesn't make sense at all. Why are we bringing students into a classroom, conveying them information, expecting them to all absorb it at the same rate and in the same way, and then sending them home to figure out how to apply it? That's completely backwards. So they pioneered this concept of the flipped workplace, which was we're going to share content ahead of time with our students, allow them to consume it in their own time and in their own way. And then they really only come into the classroom to work with each other, to ask questions and to apply their knowledge. And it was really powerful because one, it enabled students to learn in different ways and at different paces, which ultimately impacted their outcomes. And two, it also started to unlock a little bit of the role of a teacher and transform that from an expert to more of a coach and a facilitator. So we're learning some lessons from education in how we think about work. And that idea of the flipped workplace is definitely how many businesses are approaching hybrid work right now. But let's rewind in time and consider how we learn even before we enter the workplace with kids. So just before this clip, I'd made the comment to Kathy that sometimes it can be difficult to get kids to learn and study. But she rightly points out that perhaps I'm thinking about it wrong. So I'm going to immediately come and challenge you back on this. You know, it's difficult to keep them motivated. Where's that assumption come from? Have you watched a sort of child exploring in the woods or, or you know, many environments or given a new um, model or um, sort of something to, to play around with? Um, where it's difficult to keep motivated is because we've stopped 
enabling them to have the autonomy, if you like, to explore things and to just be learning for the sake of learning. They feel frightened that they might do something wrong because they've got into this world of things can be right and wrong. So where we've got a challenge of it might be difficult to motivate them, that's completely of our own making because I think there's one thing that a child has is a wonderful imagination and, and a huge curiosity in life. And it's a really sad fact that probably quite a lot of our education starts to drain that out of them when actually we should be fueling that curiosity. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the research and effective work in education that's going on in some parts of America where they um, focus on cooperative learning. So much more of that sort of collaborative work in in the, in the classroom and again in um, the Nordic countries they really enable much more of that exploration in groups where you're given projects you're not sitting at a desk on your own answering questions getting them right or wrong um, you know multiple choice or sort of some forced awful reading comprehension um, you know you're just enabling children to explore at their own rate you're also not forcing them to hit certain points at certain part you know at certain ages because we all develop at a different rate so I think, you know, I think we're quite Victorian, sadly, in our education. I've also got two young children at, at primary school and I'm, I'm quite saddened by what I see as lots of things, teaching them quite limiting behaviours, not to explore, not to come up with good ideas. You get points for being quiet, for standing in a line straight um, and answering all your questions correctly. Uh, and, and actually, that's a real challenge for the future, because what I see at the opposite end in, um, in the world of work where we're developing leaders what they need now is an ability to create something that hasn't been done before because there's no right answer for how you lead a business in a pandemic there's no right answer for where many sectors are going to go in the next few decades so you need to be able to adapt to be creative to work with others to take different perspectives to have your own viewpoint challenged and to be growing that constantly so we come back to the need for much more autonomy and mastery in education and the fact that we simply are not geared up for that at the moment and we're creating people with bagfuls of a grades or a sense of failure if you don't have those and in fact um, but both of those situations are quite relevant to the needs of the workplace. So two really interesting perspectives on the importance of rethinking how we learn and how education and the future of work are related. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you here again soon.